Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Gunting MX Football Podcast. We're on episode 325 with a back-to-back jornada, which we'll be going over. And the coaching carousel continues. Heads are rolling with the latest firings from Rayados and America. And the big news today... Ache Ache Hermoso Herrera has joined Houston Dynamo. But before I go any further, let me welcome my homie Joel. How we doing? Good, Jaime. Me. Good. Just finished watching the the goats come from behind and tie San Luis. Yeah, that was the last match of match week eight. We we kind of had a double this week uh, with games on the weekend and then today. And Chivas were down 2-0 uh, against the team that had not won at home uh, this entire season and had not scored at home the entire season. And of course, against Chivas, they decide to, <laughs> they decide to score twice, <laughs> and uh, Chivas showed some uh, some moxie there in the second half. Scored uh, Nene Beltran scored a beautiful goal, and Angulo did as well. Two two final score, and this is coming off of uh, a very upsetting home defeat to Puebla, where we were up two zero, and then ended up losing three two. So uh, Leano. Is uh he's on the hot seat? Yeah, somehow I think he he stays until the end of the season. That's a hot I don't take. See, um, just because how he arrived, you know. What in Amaury's front pocket or what? <laughs> he. Yeah, no, just the influence he has in the club, yeah. and and it would just look bad to remove a coach like Vuse, who might be having a job pretty soon, and then <laughs> just to get sacked the same way. I think if they do, they it would be like at the end of the season. I don't think. <clears throat> I don't see him leaving like through the back door. I don't know, man. As of late, there's been a lot of firings going on. Starting with Guerretaro getting rid of their coach. I think they were the first ones this season to get rid of their coach. Uh, Leonardo Ramos was fired and replaced by uh, Cristante. And then we had Cachinha fired from Santos because of their... Uh, elimination in the Coca Champions League. And then we had uh, Aguirre fired after a poor, poor performance in the World Cup. And then uh, the latest casualty was uh, Solari from America. So yeah. I feel like with Chivas and Leano, who was, uh, you know, he lost... What was it? One, two, three games in a row. Looked like it was about to be a fourth defeat in a row today. I mean, 
it's it's kind of hard to believe he 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 still has a job at the end of the at the end of the season when uh, all the coaches I just mentioned have uh, better resumes. Yeah, and some of these firings are are premature, you know. Just how the league operates. We we tend to forget these are half seasons, you know. So things always look worse than they really are. And 12th 12 place can still get to Ligia. And we've seen those those teams many times go in there and, and have a good tournament. Yeah. So, yeah, I do feel sometimes these firings are a bit premature, but part of it is it's just the politics, you know, the Liga, the Liga politics that, I think uh, you have these agents and promoters that are very, very influential. They they pretty much build the teams, you know, like they have a big say in who comes in and and who gets to play and whatnot. Uh, that's why, like, sometimes you see fans saying, how come this coach keeps getting hired? <laughs> How does this guy keep getting jobs? And it's because they're they're just connected to the right people. Well, I mean, let's take a look at the numbers here. America, as of tonight, are dead last six points in eight games. Uh, yesterday, they played against, uh, what was it? Uh, I just had it. Querétaro, and they, they tied. Uh, they were actually winning 1-0, and then uh, they conceded a last-minute penalty, and Querétaro ended up getting a draw, and that was that was the the straw that broke the camel's back in America. And right now, in last place, with one of the most expensive you know sides as far as uh, salary goes. And uh, do you think Solari deserved it? I I felt like no, I don't think. They even let him build his team. He he didn't get a chance to to do his own thing. So that that makes it difficult, very similar to Buse, where he never had a chance to to do his team. He just lost players. Each season he would lose two to three players. Um and so that, that made it difficult for him. So I think with Solari as well, was he allowed to build a squad? I don't think he brought that one player. That's full, full, whatever, Fulgor, whatever his name is, and the Spanish guy. And I think that's like, was that the only dude he brought in? Yeah, and they did get rid of uh, a few players, you know, uh, with Cordoba getting poached by his ex-coach Piojo. So, so they did, they did lose some, <laughs> some, some. Some players, some hitters. Yeah, and and but see, look, look, because I, I know I'm just looking bad. They're in last place, six points, but they're only two points away from twelve, which is liguilla. Or repechaje, repechaje. Let's oh jeez. And God, when you say it like point, that, it's just so. That's so bad. <laughs> so terrible what you're telling me a team that's only won one game this entire season 
is 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 two points away from making playoffs. Por eso estamos como estamos. Five games from eight, uh, which would be five five games, five points from eighth place, or six points from fifth. Six points, that's just two games. Two games, two wins. <laughs> Which can happen. You, we've oh seen it. We've seen it happen. A, a team could just go on a two, three match winning streak and they're back. They'll catapult back into mid table or, or upper mid table. So I think fans get carried away because the media will chicken little this. The sky is falling and everything is bad. and and so yeah, the fans get get carried away, but I think um, the of the league, it's it's not as bad as it looks because a lot of these teams are quite they're quite even. Well, you know, we've talked about this before. How it's not like the old times when teams that sucked kind of sucked throughout the whole season. Uh, now you have teams that like Puebla can because of this, like, uh, no cap on foreigners, they can build stronger teams. And it's gotten cheaper. Players have gotten cheaper. And so they could go to South America and pick up some, some find some gems in the rough. And you end up like Puebla that has, like, a, one of the best teams right now. You know, they money ball their way into the top. And that, that, that's what we're seeing now. Um, well, they have a great coach. That too, but I mean, he—they've gotten some players that are that are like really good. They're not just—they're not just, um, you know, randoms. I mean, I'm looking at the squad. There's no one that really stands out to me. It's just one of those, like you mentioned, moneyball teams. They got a right—they they got the right coach at the helm. They're- their goalie, their goalie plays for the Paraguayan national team. Antoni Silva. Yes, he does. He's up there in age, but that it's just 38. means he's very experienced. Yeah. You know, you have a player like that over Gudinho, you know, it's a big difference. And Gudinho has European experience. <laughs> and not, not to knock on him, but I'm just doing the comparison, you know. Yeah. Uh, when we're looking at like experience, so this guy just has a lot of experience playing just throughout I, you know, his career. When you when you look at this this squad that Puebla has, I start salivating of the idea of having this coach do something at a big club. No disrespect to Puebla, but with all these firings going on around the league, obviously candidate number one is going to be Nicolas Larcamón. Yeah, there's already rumors, but we'll see. I don't think he's leaving this season. Let's see what he does. I do think if he has a good season, he doesn't necessarily have to win. Just be in Liguilla and, and put a good performance. I do think the big teams are ready to start knocking on on his door. But, you know, the squad overall is not as, it's not as like, weak as it seems. But that's, you know, that's part of the whole... No cap. It used to be three to five players. Now you could bring ten or twelve, yeah. and so each season, <laughs> if they bring that many or even half, I mean you just you improve your odds at, at getting some 
some good talent. Um, and that's where we've seen the opposite that's hurting like Chivas that they can't find players, you know, because teams don't have that many. They're going to South America. They don't really, why, why are they going to spend two, three times more on developing youth? That's no guarantee when you could get a player that's already, you know, has been polished. Yeah. Um, um, so we're seeing our, which is really quick. Yeah. We're seeing our, for Chivas, the, the transfer is like, it's like trying to find toilet paper during the, when the COVID hit <laughs> and you go to the stores and the toilet paper was gone and, and the water was gone. And that's, that's Chivas Mercado de Piernas, you know, they show up and it's, there's nothing there, man. It's empty aisles. And, um, but yeah. that's part of it. And, and the selection is the other part because that means less players in the national team, you know, for the national team to choose from or to, to, or to make it more competitive. You could be, you know, people are still clamoring for Vela. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it just shows lack, lack of talent. That's why you'll see Guardado, you know, still there at 30, 30 something. And he's still one of the main guys where he should have been like third or fourth, you know, on in line. He's 35. Still in Europe, yeah. unlike uh, somebody else we're about to talk about later. <laughs> Um, but you know, like you mentioned, uh, with, with Chivas, like having really not too much to pull to pick from that really hit home today because Paolo Yirzar, he's a player that was, uh, playing in the second division for, uh, Dorados and had a decent, had a decent going. By decent, it meant six goals and 19 appearances, and uh, Chivas decided to buy him with the intention of using him for Tapatio. But because, obviously, the striker pool right now is pretty low, they ended up moving him up to uh, Chivas today. He actually got some minutes. So, yeah, I mean, we're over here looking at the, the second division strikers, man. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's really we've used Ramon Morales as an example. Chivas got him from Monterrey as backup. You know, he hadn't really played much. He wasn't really known. And he ends up being a beast. Um, he just needed a shot. Mm-hmm. And that's and you know and there was other players like that <clears throat> that they were just there and they'd had, you know, they would ultimately end up getting a, a chance at a club because there was more, more openings. Now there's like very little. Yeah. With, so going in order, Aguirre getting fired with Rayados, uh, Monterrey are currently sitting in 17th position. So right above America with six points. But the difference with the Rayados is because they did have to go uh, abroad for those Club World Cup matches. They actually have, they're actually two games behind right now, so they've only played six matches. So theoretically, like you mentioned, they can win those two matches, go up to twelve points, and all of a sudden they're in fifth place. And I think that team would have, and with a coach like Aguirre, they would have. He's been in way more tense yeah. situations. Uh, 
he was in, in you know playing real relegation in Spain with Osasuna, where it's like you none of this percentage crap you you're the bottom what three mm-hmm. you're you're out. So you know, but I think Monterrey fans they see their club as one of the big teams in Max, which they are. So they have these bigger expectations. Money wise. No, Rayados. What have what have Rayados won? They haven't won a league in over ten years, I think. They let's take a look. Come on, Jaime. It's, oh, I'm serious. I'm serious. They haven't won. I know, but look how many <laughs> they have. It's not like they only have two. I'd lost. <laughs> you know. They, <laughs> the last victory. Oh, they did win 2019. I'm tripping. <laughs> but they have five. Uh, twenty. So I'll, I'll, yeah, they've won in 2019 and then twice in or 2010 and then tw- 2009. Uh, they did win a and lot then, of. Uh, uh, they did win a lot of Conca Champions. Conca Champions and with, then maybe. Yeah. Um. But see, this is the recent championships. You know what I mean? Going back yeah. to like the last ten years. So for the past ten years, they've been. They've been one of the main teams, you know, and I know a lot of fans probably never will consider them Grandes, but then they're stuck with some of these other teams that aren't really doing much. But sooner or later, these teams are going to, if they stay at that pace, they will like surpass or catch up to the, you know, to the so-called Grandes. And I do see them on that road. I don't see them slowing down. I do they because to... they just announced Vucetic as the coach replacing Aguirre. He's he's their most winning coach. Yeah, That's, but you know, oh, man, King Midas. I cannot believe Rayados with a with a clear conscience said, "Yeah, you're the right man for the job." After after seeing what he did at Chivas. What? You're going to start a fight now, Jaime. <laughs> Come on, man. You you mean he took Chivas to the semifinal? Oh, stop it. He, he, he did, did that. He not? That was, did that was, not? we, dude, that was like dumb luck, man. Dumb. That <laughs> was from a cousin with multiple championships. That was, that was three, know, that was three chicotazos. That was, that was, hey, that he, was all chicote, he bro. Him, he took him to the promised land. Yeah, he did that off, think he, off the cuff. He did that like on a season that you know he came in uh, after Tena got fired. But after that, hey, man, it's been. It's but been... see, look, they never they they never got in players, and they just removed players. Yeah. See, no, I mean, on, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doubting his. I'm not doubting like his his merits. Like he is obviously King Midas for a reason. But let's be honest. Like for the last what. I mean, what was his last legit accomplishment? Querétaro, he won the, the Copa Mex. That was 2016, the, dog. That was that was six years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's a Querétaro, which is not like a... He, he probably had his best run. Team. He probably did have his best run at Rayados. Um, that was when he won the, the, two, the two leagues and the three Conca champions. And that was over 10 years ago, so... I mean, with Rayados getting rid of Aguirre to to try and uh, see if there's anything left in this relationship with Vucetich, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty depressing, man. I would have just kept Aguirre at that point, to be honest. 
Yeah, but the fans, you know, the fans have become toxic. They expect, yeah, you know, they're expecting Monterrey to play. The fans are definitely you know, something else, man. Tiki Taka, they want fancy football. They wanna, they wanna be crushing it. Um, well, they picked the wrong I don't coach. Think, <laughs> they picked yeah, the wrong coach. I think they'll forget <sighs> though if he if Vucetich he wins is just gonna he, park the he, bus, man. He's gonna. I feel bad for Funes Mori and all the strikers they have because they're just gonna be, they're just gonna be on the island waiting. Well, we'll see. Let's see what happens, man. I have faith in Busa, and I'm glad he's coaching. He's one of the best coaches in the league. So I think uh, I wish him the best. He and was. I, and I'm happy that – and I still think he is, man, you know, like his resume. We can't just, like, sweep it under the rug because we didn't like how Chivas was playing. Um, I think I'm, – I'm glad that, that you know, there's, there's been more – Mexican coaches because when when it started and I think up until last season there wasn't that many so having Buse at at Monterrey even though he replaced another Mexican um, Piojo at Tigres Leaño at Chivas we have Nacho at Toluca who am I, who am I kidding at Jimmy Lozano he came to Necaxa Yes, sir. So we're getting more and more coaches, which is a good thing. Um, so I'm glad for that. I might be missing one, Jaime. I might be missing one more name. Is it Leano already? Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. I was looking at Vucic's uh, numbers with Rayados, 240 matches. 114 of those were victories, 69 draws. 57 losses, uh, 1.71 points per match. Not bad. After that, he went to Querétaro and had a had a weird... Well, actually, no. He, he took over Mexico for two matches. And then he went to Querétaro and did okay. 1.45 points per match. And then at Chivas, 45 matches, 1.51. So, I mean, you know, it's it's been a while. It's been a while since he's had uh, a good project. But, man, I really hope hope he can turn things around at Rayados because, I mean, they do have quite an expensive payroll. They have a lot of great players, and it's unexcusable the way they're playing. So we'll see what happens. I don't think he was the right man for the job, though. I'll tell you that. You don't think Buse? Nah. We'll see, man. We'll see. I think uh, this guy called out Ronaldinho on his shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, none of these, none of these, they're saying they're Stivas. I don't know. I don't. I don't really keep up with the Rayados. But <laughs> if that's the case, I think he can. He can do it. Although he doesn't. Didn't seem like he he um he did it at Chivas, but at the same time he wasn't afraid to not play with players, you know, to to leave them out. And so I like that about him. Um, we'll see, man. I wish him the best of luck, Jaime. I wish him the best of luck as well. And. Uh... Yeah, that's that's the the coaching carousel at the moment. You said Solari already, and yeah, it was unfortunate for him. He was already on the hot seat. He's about to get his win, and the penalty 
I think it was an OT. Um, regardless, uh, just not being able to win, and, and the fans were quick to to gang up on him. And this is the America fans, too, that we've been talking about America, how they have been a club that for a while they haven't been able to bring in, like, a really good player. Like, their last, that you could say, were, like, refuerzos bomba. And, and they used to be the club to bring these internationals, man. They had, like, yeah. Piojo Lopez, you know, the Argentine uh Ivan Bam Bam Samorano, dude, coming from Inter Milan, dude. Just, they would bring in these sick players, man. When they had Kalusha and Biyik, they would just bring in these these really top players, and they really just haven't. They've just been bringing in... They brought in um, Ochoa, which is he's good, but I mean, not surprised he came back home. Yeah. Um, they brought Gio, Jonah, not not really up to, you know, just because they're players that were on the decline, not really like up to what they've brought before, you know, what they've what the type of players they've brought back they've brought in at the in the past. And so I think that's been hurting them, just that you see these other teams, Cruz Azul, Monterrey, Tigres, just getting better, you know. They're they're they get better refuerzos. And that's the one thing where I think fans have turned on Santiago Baños. I don't know how much of it it's his fault because he could be operating on a limited budget or restricted as far as like what they could do. So, but I know this guy is also on the, on the hot seat. I know uh, they're talking about an interim coach. I know Bielsa's available, Jaime. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if he'll come to Max. That's right. Uh, but yeah. he has, Bielsa has coached America before. Uh, but Bielsa's the type of guy that he's not going to be working under Baños, you know? Bielsa, uh, unfortunately, he, got he, got fired from Leeds United. But um, Joel, actually, the rumor that's going on that's very strong is uh, Juan Carlos Osorio. Yeah, Osorio, um, which surprised me it's taken this long. I thought they would be back sooner. <laughs> he uh, He's in Colombia. I don't know. I, I think the money's right. He would come back. I do think he's a good coach, you know. I just think the media at, at one point attacked him attacked a bit a bit too much. But I, I, I've said it. It was just because how he, I think it's because how he talks, you know, tries to be like a football intellectual. And I think, uh, I think a lot of the fans and a lot of the media just didn't like it. I think if he talked like those Colombian cartel guys, I, I think that he, plomo. He, he, <laughs> I think he would be, he, he, you know, he'd be one of the favorites. Be like Marica, hijo puta. Yeah, he <laughs> just curse people off. Cause he, <laughs> that's that's what um, I know. It sounds maybe it sounds stupid, but that's what Aguirre and, and Tuca did back in the day. They would they would they would uh, use cuss words and they would call some of the reporters not in an effed up way, but they would call him on their shit. And 
early on in their careers as they were known for that and their their press you know the press box thing used to be a big deal man because they had fun and so that just meant they were, they were always getting positive press because all these journals they just you know they loved interacting with them yeah i will be uh pretty pretty curious to see who america ends up with I don't think they would have made this drastic decision without maybe already having someone in mind. Uh, but we'll have to monitor that situation very closely. I am also curious to see if Leaño makes it to the end of, uh, you know, this weekend. You know, it's a double double jornada, but, you know, Chivas, America is not too far away. And uh, Well, that's the thing, Jaime. What's up? Because I think that's why I'm saying he wouldn't get fired. There's a chance he he could step out, but I don't see him getting fired. But but like you said, it's it's a doble jornada, and I think if I'm not mistaken, it's followed by two clásicos. We play Santos on Saturday, and then América, and then Atlas. Yeah. There you go, man. And to bring in a coach for those games, that's suicide. Yeah, the suicide man. This is, this is in a well, we did it. Wednesday. We did it I'm last make season. A religious, a religious quote. <laughs> this is Leonio's cross to bear now. Um, who they bring? Uh, refresh my mind, Jaime. Uh, before the Clásico last time, we fired Vucetich, remember, and we brought him in. Leonio. Yeah. Ah, but that was Leonio because he was already in the club. Yeah, so, um, I mean... That's the exception, but... And I should clarify, uh, because I don't think any coach worth his salt would want to come in under those conditions. And especially in short-season format, that's that's like suicidal right there. All your clubs playing like shit, and I'm going to start my career at your club against <laughs> your two big rivals, and if you shit the bed... That's it, dude. You don't live it down. So I don't think any coach would really want to you imagine, come in on. You imagine that job interview? Hey, so um, uh, we need you to to manage the the ship. Oh yeah. Uh, where are we going? Well, we need you to do it right now because we're about to, you know, go across the the Atlantic, and uh, <laughs> it's like what, dude? Like I'm not ready for this, <laughs> but. Yeah, if you don't remember, Leano's first game uh, as as the coach was against America. Yeah, so Chivas have a history of firing their coaches before a big game. Yeah, and I think, and I think, big reason Leano took over was because you know he was already at the club. I can't remember, um, especially two back to back games, Jaime. Not back-to-back, but two... Yeah, back-to-back games uh-huh. that are classicos. I just can't... Yeah. I, what I will say is Pelaz did not look too happy over there in the in the palco, in the uh, the suites. He was watching the game. Again, it's always kind of concerning when you see the uh, the president on the road with the team. It's not doesn't mean that things are going well <laughs> if they're going to the road games. I think Pelais does, though. I think Pelais would always follow the team. Pelais' thing was that he was more involved. 
Yeah. You have to take a back seat, though. Um, that's the other thing. You know, when even even when Buse was there, Pelaez would go in to the locker room and give talks. Wow. And, and he, you know, he was always, like, doing that, just have his presence there. Um, and so I don't think this is something he does with Leaño. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And so that, that talks more about where this is at. And we've talked about how, you know, how Leaño came in because he's related to the to the uh, Martinez, Martinez, the owners of the owners of uh, Akron, who right now are Chivas' biggest sponsor. Yeah, speaking of sponsors, uh, if the Russians want to sponsor Chivas, go, <laughs> go right. <ahead. laughs> they just lost all their sponsorships in Europe, man. And uh, even uh, Chelsea's owner has decided to sell the club. So, hey, we could use some investment right about now. But uh, he'll probably buy it back. He's just selling it for now because of all the yeah. negative press on Russians. It's like a political wait, thing. Wait a wait a couple years. He'll be he'll come back to save the team. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's gonna care after a while. Um, I do want to talk about a coach that is doing things right. Uh, he goes by Guillermo Almada. The name should sound familiar because he was Santos's coach. Uh, then he got fired. Now he's at Pachuca. And boy, has he turned that place around. They're in first place right now. 19 points. Handling business. Uh, they took care of America. They took care of Atlas. And uh, they're just they're just winning right now. Man, well, not bad. Makes uh, Santos look silly because they're not doing so well, and they've already fired their coach. Ah, yeah, but Santos, we we've said it. Um, Grupo Legi, their other marbles are now in the in the Atlas. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what they're betting on. Um, they know they're not getting that type of love at at Torreon, man. They just won't. It's a small venue, and it's gonna stay small unless many things change. But I think just being in one of the 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 big cities, that's you know. Um, that's like the exposure he, he's been wanting yeah and then another note with uh, Tigres man I was watching that game before Chivas it was actually one of the really it was probably the best match of the of the week uh, Tigres were up 2-1 Gignac and Juan Pablo Villon but then Cruz Azul came back and ended up tying the game at the very last minute Really, really good play by Santiago Jimenez, the the son of Chaka Jimenez. He he had a really good game, and set up the assist for the for the game winner. Chaco, don't you mean Chaco? What did I say? Chaka. Oh yeah, Chaco. Sorry. Okay, I was like, okay, is this another something Chaka, going on? I, I mixed him up with the with the Tigres player. The player. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, but he's doing well, and you know, hopefully, he gets 
maybe called up for the for the upcoming match uh, against USA because Funes Mori isn't scoring goals and we need we need strikers and he did get uh, called up for the friendly in Austin. So yeah, I, I do see him coming in to the selection sooner or later. You know. Yeah. What I will say though is, boy, after watching so many Chivas games, what refreshing it was to see these two teams. Like, I can I can clearly see a level of of difference between like the top teams right now and like the bottom teams. Like, it, there's a clear line. Uh, Tigres and Cruz Azul are both playing really good football, and it really does hurt to see. Uh, Antuna and Mayorga over there at Cruz Azul. I honestly felt like we got the bad, better, or the, the worst end of the deal. <laughs> with Dude, wait, wasn't Chiva fans hating on Antuna saying how he sucks? And... You know, as much as he sucks, <laughs> he's still like he still scores goals. And Piojo, I think, has only scored a goal for us and, and kills assists. And and Antuna's been been scoring, man, and he's been he's been definitely being a. He did miss a penalty the other day, though, against Santos. But um, I don't know, man. You know, you're always going to think about it. Like, is the grass greener on the other side? But, you know, good for him. Uh, as far as Mayorga goes, he's not even he's not even playing. So it, it really did feel like, like unnecessary <laughs> to throw in a two-for-one deal. But, uh, yeah, well. yeah, Tigres, man, they got they got that little short man lit. Um, it's the Jefferson Soteldo, man. He's he's raw, man. He's the real deal. He's he's doing a great job, and they have. I mean, when you look at Tigres' bench, bro, they're better than our freaking starting lineup, man. <laughs> like their bench is like Hugo Ayala, Linchovsky, Cordoba, Soteldo. They have uh, Coco Liso, bro. They have Diego Reyes, bro. They, like their 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 bench is better than our starting lineup, man. It's Diego just... Reyes' bench. <laughs> was, I know. Isn't he seleccionado? No, not he hasn't been in a while. Ever but he was, wasn't he? For a he while, he won the he won the gold medal with Mexico. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I do think Reyes is type of player than in other teams he would start. Um, Send them our way, dude. <laughs> you know, it was America, but Tigres are stacked, bro. But uh, yeah, they're doing great. So they're in third position. They they should have won today, to be honest. They they had way more opportunities to win the match. Jignac uh, tried to be a little bit fancy, tried to do a scissor kick, and in the end, that ended up costing Tigres two points because uh, Cruz Cruz ended up tying the game last minutes. Uh, but they're in Jaime, huh? Well, these are teams that are both well, favorites to win. They're pretty much watching a team between candidates for the Liga. I do think that experience is going to play uh, heavily these playoffs. You know, you look at Pachuca, you look at Puebla, it's cute. They're doing a really good job in the regular season. But I think when it comes to Liga and that whole, like, you know, you lose, you're out. Uh, I think they got rid of the away goal. So I think, like, if Pachuca or Puebla do go on a deep run, it will be because of their regular season standings. You know, if they if they end up going through on on a draw, it will be because of what they're doing right now. So I think if you're Tigres and Cruz Azul, um, yeah, 
you're looking at the rest, like America's not in it, Monterrey's not in it, Chivas aren't in it, you know, all the all the usual Chivas suspects. Hasn't been in it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like right now is their time to like, you know, really win. I think they could win. Yeah, and and you know, just looking at their bench in a long season format, those those will be the teams that would separate themselves from the pack just because they would be able to handle injuries and other other issues like that. That's where Chivas is pretty weak. They don't have a good bench. I mean, it's good for them to score two goals. They have um, Alexis Vega, their best player, was uh, suspended for two games said, uh, on some, supposedly said some nasty things to the ref. Uh, and did. it can't be appealed. The, there's no appeal, I believe. Um, but he, he should be back. I forgot to ask. I know we talked about Chivas, but JJ Mack, did he play? He started. Uh, he got about 60-something minutes. Um, did absolutely nothing. Uh, and, yeah, well, uh, I watched to the end. I watched like the last minute. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe what, what exactly did he learn in Europe? Maybe nothing because he was he had he had like one or two he had like three chances today to be honest one of them uh could have been a penalty he he got brought down in the box he had another one that yeah he should have he should did a first time shot instead he tried to cut in and and put on his better foot and uh yeah it's just he's just rusty man he's just out of form but right now with Saldivar being injured we literally had to call up a player from Tapatio to off the bench because we don't have any other strikers. Yeah, and you know this is the thing, and uh, like you said, like what did he learn in Europe? Because that's that's the big um, belief now. Because it's better to go abroad and and you you can learn and become a better player. And he's come back, and it's like. Basically, to me, was a bit of a step back because he had very little playing time. And so I, I think ultimately, to me, that's the most important playing time. Um, you could be in Real Madrid, but if you only play two games, you know, it doesn't compare to a player playing the full season and then some, you know, including Cup and whatever games. So, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. We've seen players that come back and they're not necessarily improved. You know, we've said that about Godinho. And and I, I mentioned this because that's the disappointment right now with Ache Ache. He's going to, he's going to uh, Houston, is it, Jaime? Yeah, you know, they were talking about that. Uh, what What game was it? I was watching one game over the weekend. And they're like, we got some hot news. You know, he's going to go to Houston Dynamo. Oh, it was actually during the, I think it was during the Champions League or something. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they announced it today. Officially, he's he's going to be joining Houston Dynamo as a designated player. Uh, I believe the transfer won't go into effect until the summertime. So for now, he's an Atletico Madrid player who are currently battling in the Champions League and in La Liga, but yeah, Achach is going to the MLS at the age of 31. Yeah, and and I know some fans are disappointed. Others are saying his 
his level is going to lower and it's going to affect him going into the World Cup. And that's where I have to call bullshit. You know, that, that belief that people have that if you play in this league, you're better. It's like, what is it founded on, you know? Like, show me receipts because I'm, I'm not buying it. I know it sounds, you hear it and it sort of makes sense to, you know, but it's, it just doesn't play out like that. I, I think if you're a professional, if you take things serious, you'll do good no matter where you're at. And I think uh, Ibra is a good example of that. Ibrahimovic came to MLS. If I'm to believe all these rumors, he should have ended his career there. He would have turned into a dud. But he, but he stayed, what, like two seasons? And then he goes to Milan, even older, and he's still playing good. And, uh, and you know, but that just shows, like, it's, it's the mentality part. If you're still there, if you're still, if, if your mind, you know, like, like Vela, he's still doing good. And and I have no no um, no doubt if he were to go to any other league, he would do just as good. But for some reason, I know fans like to hate. I'm not saying you have to like the league, but that belief that oh, because all of your players are, you know, if if you go there, that you're just gonna suck. I just don't. I just I don't buy it, man. I just don't. I think the biggest concern for me is uh, Tata Martino has said on record that he finds Herrera as Mexico's best player. So here's a coach who thinks that Herrera is our best player. And uh, now he's going to be playing in the MLS uh, during a World Cup year. Uh, the World Cup is, is going to be in December this season. So... I don't well, know, look, man. Herrera and Salcedo, right? Salcedo went to Toronto. Yeah, but I don't think he's been called up anymore. Nah, he's not. He was at one point. Shame. I think he's a good player. Um, yeah, as of right now, I don't know if we are have called upon any MLS player. Uh, at least. No, I mean, well, one of them is vetoed with his cheek. And the other one is uh, retired himself from the national team. But yeah. those two would, uh, any other circumstance, and they would, they, would be, they would be there. They would be both part of the national team. I just don't buy it, man. I, I just don't buy this whole, because you're there, you sucked. And I've seen like, oh, these players go over there and then they suck. And then they pull up examples, but you know that saying, if you want to look for something, you're going to find it. If the same goes the other way around, where I've seen players that went there and they leave and they still do good. You just talked about Juan Jaime de Calla Tigres. Reyes? Yeah. No, no, the, 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 the manlet. Oh, <laughs> Jefferson. There you go. I mean, I don't think he sucks. He was an MLS. The other guy was uh, John Vico. Did, did he suck? What about uh, they had a... Did he come? They had a player, a Brazilian that was in the Galaxy that went to Tigres. A Brazilian? I don't remember his name. Carioca? Yeah, was, I think, no. I think it was. He was a defender, I believe. 
but but regardless, you, you know, if you want to look for negative stuff, you're, you're going to find it. And if you want to, because I saw even on Twitter, someone saying how the Chile team, the national team sucked because a lot of their players ended up in Mex. Uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you <laughs> want to see it that way, but then there's all these other things happening that you, you can ignore. But the team going into 98 had a lot of, had a lot of players in the 98 World Cup. There was players from Liga MX in Chile, and that team did well. Um, and I think it was their first time qualifying in a while, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they went to 90, 94. And I don't think they were in 86 or 82. So I think that was like the first time for Chile qualifying in a cool minute. And they had a few Liga MX players. And same with Paraguay. Paraguay, you know, had a, also a good bulk of their players. Yeah. And that that's another team that went and and did good, not just not just at the World Cup, but but even to do good at the World Cup qualifying. You know, that's that's also impressive. So, like I said, it's it's you know all these people looking for for excuses. I just think a lot of fans just want to hate. <laughs> Yeah, which is fine to hate, but after a while, you don't want to start sounding ignorant. Well, uh, I will say that the when the announcement came through and it made it official, you know, I, I'm really disappointed for Herrera. Uh, he's only 31. I felt like he still had plenty of time in Europe. Granted, you know, maybe going to Atleti was not you know the best idea. Um. Is this you're talking about a, a guy who was indisputable at his time at Porto? I mean, he was like the captain, and to go from that to being a bench bench rider at at uh, Atletico, I mean, obviously it's it's unfortunate, but for him to yeah. hard, for him to just say, "All right, I'm gonna go get my paycheck now." Um, well, I mean, you have to eventually, Jaime. I mean, if, yeah, if but. No other- I think he but should see, take he should take an example from Guardado. Look at how many opportunities Guardado has had to go back and retire, but he's thirty five years old and he's still and right now Betis are in a really good position. Yeah, uh, they're in the Copa del Rey final, man, and like he's still out there like competing, and it's just like I don't know. I, well, think- I don't I don't know exactly with Guardado and what. You know, I would like to see what offers he had received, you know, and that's something else that we don't take into consideration. But what if Achacha got a juicy offer, man? Oh, I'm, you know, maybe I'm sure. Ronaldo never got that, that nah, amount. No, he's definitely gotten it. I don't know. I mean, I, it would be, I would like to hear it from him if, if there ever was, you know. But if he likes being over there, then... That's cool, but I think for a lot of players, they have to think about their, you know, their family and and life after, you know, football. And if no other European team is gonna give you that, because to me it's also like, okay, what are you worth? You know, what what do you feel you're worth? There was so if, if, yeah, there was a rumor about if, him maybe going to Atlanta. There's a rumor about him going to Charlotte. There was a lot of rumors of uh, Guardado Austin. I think. But, they did. They did talked about that. Um, the pres. I want. I think was it the president? Someone from 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 Houston talked about how there was all these teams, other teams from MLS interested, and in that him choosing Houston was like 
you know, they were glad he chose them. Yeah. And there's also a rumor, and uh, this, this day is just getting worse, that uh, Diego Linus might join him. <laughs> well, he's not a kid. This is the thing. Uh, unless he has all these offers, all these clubs knocking at his door, you know, that's how fans like to act sometimes. They, you know, they want the player to be Limosnero, you know, <laughs> be there begging, being thirsty. I mean, if clubs aren't looking for him, I mean, if he wants to be the Ochoa route, you know, go and knock at the door of these really small clubs and and, and see if they will take a shot at you. Uh, for what? Just because to say you're in Europe? I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I think if clubs aren't valuing you, I'll go with the one that does. You know, if maybe the league's not what you want it to be, but they're going to treat you like a star and, and give you that, that you know, nice paycheck. It's up to him to, to stay at, at a good level. If he just says, all right, fuck it, you know. Of course the, the level. Cause he, I, I think the level will drop, though. Maybe not, like, you know, I, I think there's just a, a, a huge difference, right? Um, The mindset. Like, you're going out there. Obviously, like, our players in Europe are not getting minutes because it's so competitive and because it's harder. So you're going to go to a, a league where it's easier. You're going to be given everything on a silver platter, and you're getting paid a lot better. And but, but to, and the opposition isn't as great. I don't know how that will translate to once you go uh, in the World Cup and you're you're playing against these like world class players. You're like you're just going to be out of out of rhythm, out of form because you're not you're not used to playing at the highest level anymore. But I don't know. I don't know if it's affected us ever. Like we've had you know, players that would come in like Giovanni and he wasn't getting minutes, but he would, he would always come through for the selection. I think with Herrera, you know, he's like going to be the captain of, of Mexico and he's, he's still our best player in the midfield. And I don't know. I don't know if it will affect, it might even help him because he's going to be playing every game, but yeah, it's just the timing of it's not ideal. Well, it's not like he has, he's 31. It's like what he's going to learn shit. You just got to stay in good shape. And and you'll still be at his level of play, and and that's the other point I want to make with this whole Europe thing. I saw many games, you know, Mexico games back in the days when it was, you know, you had maybe just one player in Europe or two. And this Mexico team will go up against teams from South America with their best players in Europe or European teams, and they did really good. You know, they would. They will play toe-to-toe on occasions even I'll play and, and, yes, even beat these teams. And so it's like, well, how are they doing that, you know? How are they doing that if they're playing in Liga MX and, you know, according to this talk, then they haven't reached their potential. They're not as good as they should be. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious to see what people think about this move. Um, oh, they hate it, Jaime. <laughs> they're gonna hate any player going to MLS. Uh, I don't know, uh, man. which which has been happening since the league. When the league started, the league brought in Campos. They brought pretty much 
a lot of the big names, Hugo wow. Sanchez. Cuauhtémoc. Hugo Sanchez came. Cuauhtémoc uh, Blanco, Claudio Suárez. Carlos Emorcillo. Rafa Márquez. Luis Hernández. Dude, Luis, Luis Hernández. The list goes on, man. Misael Espinosa. And then the whole. Big Chiva player. The whole, um, the whole Chivas USA uh, project, pobrecitos. <laughs> Valencia. Dude, Ramón Ramírez. Hugo Valencia. Torres. So, stop, stop crying, man. It's, Loco it's, Garcia. It's been, it's been happening for a long time. Just walk it off. It's going to keep happening. Yeah. As long as this league it offers money, are you going to keep seeing? We are going to keep seeing more and more players going. And again, I'm saying, dude, it's up to the player, man. If you yeah, it is. take it serious, you do your shit, you're, you're not going to suck. Cortemo Blanco came to the fire, and then he... He didn't suck, dude. He went back to MLS. I mean, to Liga MX, and he still, you know, still yeah. did shit. So, went to Selección and still did, you know, rescued Selección. So, it's this whole, oh, you come in and it's like you automatically suck. I, 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 do, don't, I don't buy it, dude. I, I do think it's interesting, though, that, um, again, like going back to Guardado, didn't he just recently, like, talk about and criticizing the Mexican player for, you know, being complacent? And then, what does Herrera do? <laughs> <laughs> he's like hey bro yeah. unless you're paying my bills stay out of my business but if he's 31 I, I i agree to a certain point uh-huh but he's he's 31 i mean what what is there for him left to do you know and it's like how long has he been abroad i just felt sometimes like sometimes you're like I, f- I felt like he was doing a great thing over there in porto and i did think that he deserves to go to a bigger club. Um, and I feel like he's, he's selling himself short. I, I feel, I felt the same way about Chicharro. I think like six months at Sevilla just wasn't enough time for him to, to make a decision to go retire. And I think with Herrera, I think he could have gone to another club uh, in Europe and still be top, you know, still be on top. But uh, it's hard to break into Atleti. You know, it's, it's not an easy, uh, it's one of the best clubs in Spain so it's unfortunate that he's going to go from that to Houston well for for fans not for him <laughs> yeah seriously I mean... man we, we there's stuff we don't take into consideration because we just watch him on TV once a week maybe he's got you more know? plastic uh, surgery coming and he's got to <laughs> he's got to pay for it you know <laughs> no but He's probably like, all right, I'm I'm done living on this side of the world. If I'm in Houston, I'm what two hours? Where, where is he from? Do you know where he's from? Where Herrera? his family's from? I think he was from. I want to say Tijuana. I could be wrong. Let's see. Let's ask Wikipedia. He is, yeah, he's from Tijuana. Yeah. So how far could that be, Houston to TJ flight? Yeah. He uh and does his family still live in Tijuana? I would hope not. But yeah. Who knows? They could they could live in the balling ass section. You know, um this be it's kind of side note here. Has nothing to do with soccer, but I was in San Diego for the weekend and I took a lot of Ubers and Lyfts. Actually I took only Lyfts because I guess their headquarters is out there. And uh, a lot of these drivers live in Tijuana, uh, but they work in San Diego. Oh, damn. 
They said that they pay four hundred and fifty dollars of rent every month. <laughs> so yeah, I don't blame people for for moving to Tijuana and living there and then making a living in San Diego. It's pretty crazy. I'm seeing here that Houston to Mexico City is two hours and thirty minutes. No way. Yeah. Are you talking about There's like flying? To me. Yeah. Oh, flying, of course. I thought you meant driving. I'm like, ain't no way, dude. Here says flight time from Houston, Texas to Tijuana. Three hours, dude. Three hours, five minutes. Driving? No, no, no. Flights. From Houston to TJ? That's what I'm getting, man. I don't know about that one, dog. This website's lying to me. Uh, that seems kind of off. You see, I'm in kayak now. Then again, <laughs> you know, Houston is pretty. Oh, that's right, because they're on the opposite sides. They're, yeah, you're closer to Nuevo Leon. Yeah, I forget about that. Yeah, no, that, that sounds about right. It's pretty far, dude. Houston is closer to like uh, Nuevo Leon and Monterrey and stuff. This thing says it's six hours. <clears throat> TJ to Houston. I don't know. That seems too long. It's uh, 1,500 some, miles. I'm seeing three to six hours, but I don't... I don't... <laughs> Someone's lying to me. <laughs> Unless these are the uh, cheap flights. <laughs> you know he's... You know he's going on the Volaris, where you gotta get off uh, twice. Yeah, he's going on his private jet. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for the city of Houston. I really can't name a player right now from Houston Dynamo. I know that at one point they did have Cubo Torres. Um, and I know that they have a pretty suspect management right now but uh they don't have any mexicans on the team right now that's weird you you would think there'd be at least one yeah <laughs> yeah well but he'll a... be closer to home man he's <clears throat> you know and, I mean, most of the partidos moleros are over there anyway, so he's going to feel right at home. He doesn't even have to get on a flight. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like ever since he got the plastic surgery, his performance has gone. I miss the ugly one. I miss the, the OG Herrera. He was, you know, I, I read something that, you know, because his ears used to stick out pretty bad. And, uh, you know, obviously with the plastic surgery, they're, they're all tucked in now. And they're saying that he, he can't read the field now anymore because he doesn't have, like, the, the signal that he was getting <laughs> from his ears. His radar. radar. Man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I think, and we've talked about this a lot here, how there are players that after they retire, you know, their savings dry up because it's like, okay, what are they going to do? 
not everyone can go into broadcasting or coaching. It's it's a very small amount of players that end up being able to do that. You know, there's hundreds of players, so not not just every player is gonna slide in. You know, so uh, yeah, these guys need to think of okay, it's I have what he what he's thinking. Maybe have four years left of playing if I could accumulate this much. I'm I'm curious to see how much they offered him. Because I'm sure he wasn't making like, pennies at Atleti. I'm sure he was making a decent... I mean, he's been established in Europe, so... I'm sure he's not, like... I don't know. I'm curious to see how much Houston's offering him. Well, these guys, they upwards of $5 million. I believe right? it. Because I think Chicha and Vela were making, like, seven, So he could easily be getting that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four years, that's like 20 million, dude. I mean, <laughs> ah, snap, yeah. Yeah, man. I'd be like, you know that meme with um, with Jordan and it says, fuck them kids? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like, fuck them fans. <laughs> <laughs> dude, 20 million, dude, fuck, I don't cry all you want, dude. I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm, I mean... I'm going to have him like, I'm going to have him in dollars and then just under my mattress. I don't blame the players that went to go play in China because, I mean, that was just stupid money that they were throwing him. I mean, it was just <laughs> stupid money. I think Oscar's still out there. Damn. Yeah, Brazilian international. He, I mean, this dude was, I think he was making, five, yeah, 500000 uh, uh, $500, a week. A week. I saw this. <laughs> How much? Five hundred thousand a week. <laughs> a week. Damn. Dude, dude lighting the cigarette with hundred dollar bills, bro. Wiping the ass. Shit. Yeah, dude, I'll do some stupid shit with that money. <laughs> At least for a little. At least for a little bit, dude. At least for a little bit. And that's some crazy money. You could do all type 20? of crazy shit. He's making uh. He's making twenty, almost thirty million a year, dude. <laughs> in China, to kick a ball, dude. I remember Tevez did that, and they were like hating on him bad. They don't give a shit. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> he has that fucking car garage with the elevator. He <laughs> <laughs> could just what car does he want? Yeah, nah, dude. Wow, Carlos Tevez was making eight hundred thousand a week and over forty million a year in China. El Apache, he deserves it, man. Wow. Did you see his uh, Netflix? It's pretty good. Oh I need yeah, to yeah, see yeah. The second part. I don't. It was. Did, did it ever come out? Uh, I didn't know if they made a second. I just saw the the first. It was just like the one season. I didn't know they made a second one. Yeah, there was. A, I'm pretty sure there was going to be because he didn't get to play selection. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen. Uh, go it. to Europe. He was just playing in Boca, I think. But um, yes, if, if you guys haven't seen it, I recommend it. The Tevez. It's in Spanish. I recommend in Spanish with the English subtitles. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Apache: The Life of Carlos Tevez. It's just one season. 
I thought there was gonna be two, but maybe they just didn't make it. Not sure, but I did. I did enjoy it. It was nice. Um. So yeah, I'm curious to know what our listeners think about the move. I'm not surprised. I will say that for every player that joins the MLS, we need to export two to Europe. You know, if we can continue that ratio, we'll be okay. But if we get, if we're starting to see a lot of players from Europe start going to MLS, we're gonna we're gonna have issues, man. Well, see, yeah, the concern should be why you know, see, Chivas should have that type of money where they could bring HH back. Yeah, and I think people would still hate. They would still be like, oh, yeah, look at him. Unless, going... you're from, unless you're from that club. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're from that club, then you wouldn't care. You know, and you know, you bring up a good point. You're telling me uh, a Rayados or a Tigres or an America can't 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 throw stupid well, money America at them? America should be able to. I, I think the other teams are already stacked, but I do think I they think, can. I think it's a slap to the can, face. To like Liga Mekis, like yo, what? You can... I didn't hear of any Liga Mekis going like going after them. You I don't know, even know going after him. I don't even know if that was an you know. I don't know if any any club in Mexico can uh, can throw that kind of salary at him. Yeah, Tigres Monterrey. I'm not sure America now. Uh, in the past, they were the the balling ones, but that hasn't been the case for a while. But definitely, probably Cruz Azul, those three teams, I do think they can. But at the same time, they're already stacked. I mean, Monterrey broke their bank with bringing in Aguirre, and they brought in a couple other guys. Yeah, they did the trade with Cruz Azul. They got Romo. Yeah, I agree. I mean. Yeah, and before that, they brought some Argentine, right? Maximiliano, or what was that dude's name? Um, and then Tigres, you know, they they have Guignac who's earning that much, and then they brought the other guy earning about the same. Dalvin, or the French guy, has he been playing, dude? I yeah, haven't heard his name. He's been, he's been playing now. He's he's definitely having a better season than his first season. But uh, so I mean, yeah, Tigres I think is stacked right now. They're man. maxed, but I think they're maxed out those teams, which is why they they wouldn't offer, but. I do think Chivas should be on the fold, you know. One of the and, best, but the, they're not, and yeah. they haven't. <laughs> yeah, Chivas can't afford to even buy a coach right now. That's why we have Leano. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they keep finding their good coaches, man. <laughs> we have Conca uh, Champions next week, starting on Tuesday, uh, with Leon and Seattle. So we'll we'll see. Ya. If the Mexican t- tradition can continue of of win- of winning this trophy, we've been doing it for the last feels like twenty years. Um, this season, I feel a little bit shaky though. We'll see if Leon, Pumas, or Cruz Azul can can keep it going. Uh, Pumas play against New England. Cruz Azul plays against Montreal, and then we do have a I think a Guatemalan team, Comunicaciones. Versus New York City. So those are the Conca Champions uh, matches. And then we have, obviously, Liga Mekis. And uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes this weekend for Michel Leano. He could be 
could be on the hot seat. Uh, Chivas have to play against Santos, who had a very dramatic game against Pumas tonight. Ended up winning 3-2, so we'll have to see what happens there. I feel like uh, Chivas always struggle against Santos. Uh, I'm not feeling very confident. That's right, and Santos coming from a win. And they beat Pumas. Yeah. And then you have uh, the two worst teams in the league, Rayados versus America. Uh, <laughs> that'll be fun to see Bustich's, uh debut. And and he's, he's de- he probably debuted against an interim coach because that's what we're out of Coapa that they're going to most likely hire interim and then bring a coach for to finish the season. I mean, to, to start the season. So I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they'll go pull from the carousel or if they'll try to import somebody from a different country. We'll see. There's a lot of coaches right now on the chopping block. Um, yeah, there's really not too many games that stick out this weekend. Cruz Azul Puebla should be good. That's on Saturday. And Pachuca versus Tigres. That will be a good one for sure. Which one? Uh, Pachuca versus Tigres. Yeah, that, that should be that should be a good one. But yeah, those are uh, match week seven and eight results. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up episode 325? Just just that, the whole, you know, the whole, um, just because you come to a, a change league that like, you're going to suck. And if you suck, it's more to do with who you are as a as a player than, than just the league. I think if you continue being a professional, you know, playing good I do think that you could still go on and and uh and maintain a high level but I think it, it's it's your mentality uh, I'm gonna say that it's it's more to do with you know if you if you let the fans the media get to your head and saying that you threw the towel that that you retired I think that's what happened with Chicharo where when he was crying, he sort of exposed himself or exhibited himself, and the media and fans just jumped on him, and he sort of like struggled. He seems to be doing really good now, and people are in his nuts and calling him for the national team. He scored it, the it, he scored the game winner. It, it it looks like to me it's like it looks hypocritical, you know. Oh yeah, you suck if you go to MLS, but then. And then it's like, oh, no, Chicharo, we need you. Like, dude, make, <laughs> you know, if, dude, make up your mind, man. If he sucks, then let him suck. Yeah. And, um, so, the, so, but that's the thing, you know. He's yeah, he's he scored, and he he was scoring through preseason where he scored like a hat trick, and it was some nice goals. One of them where he he just murdered a player, man. Um, he did the scabre. He, he didn't look like Chicharo at all, dude. He looked like Messi esque. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I do feel that's what it is. It, it's it's 
you're able to stay with that that mentality. Like Vela, he, he gave zero fucks, dude. You know, he had a pocket full of fucks. He still wouldn't give one. <laughs> they're falling, and he's like, I don't care. Okay, you don't think he even listens to what the media says, and he's just killing it. And and again, fans are in his nuts, and then they don't care that he's he's you know with LAFC or whatever. So I, I do think that's what it is. If if Herrera maintains that professional level, maintains you know his his level of play, I think he he could continue doing good in the in the selection. I don't I don't see it like. He's gonna drop ten points. He changed league. <laughs> we'll have to see. Ironically, this move benefits him because in the summertime is when the season's over for every club, except for MLS. MLS is actually still going in the summertime, so uh, he'll be in form, <laughs> you know, because the World Cup's not Should gonna happen be. until December. Yeah, he'll be in form, and let's see what happens at Atleti. Where it is that he's just been getting playing time because the other guys are injured. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Now that he's sold, I really doubt he's going to be getting PT. And that's the other thing sometimes when the offers come. Coach could be like, you know, I could use you, or you're in my plans for next season. Chances are it's like, you know what, you're not in our plans. Yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. You get the wrong kind of manager and all goes to shit. But we will catch you guys next week on episode 326. I definitely want to hear what you guys think of Achi Achi going to Dynamo. And if you guys agree with all the coaches getting fired. And... uh I also want to know what are the odds, what are the chances of Loco Biesla returning to Mexico? I think it's not happening. I think that uh, the Mexican press would just not allow him to do his job. But I know that there's this obsession with, with him and this romance with him in Mexico. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Marcelo Biesla. You want him, Jaime? Uh, I don't. I don't see. Selección. Nah, not at all. I don't think he would do a good job. <laughs> I would love him Who at Chivas, man? but I would love him as not a coach, but like a head of youth, kind of like how he was at Atlas. No, he was the coach. But I thought he was responsible for. Oh, he was because he does. He likes to do like a full takeover, like yeah. you know, sort of similar to Ferguson. He he called the shots top to bottom. Um, but yeah, he came in and that's what he does, uh, where he always likes to do like a revamp of the youth and because he likes to, you know, get get some of that talent. He likes to find talent. Um so I do but but see, like on that note, I would hire him just for that. Yeah, exactly. I would say, do you want to like work on our youth thing? You know, you don't you don't have to be there. You could have his people just report to him, 
but he because he had a system that he used in Argentina where they would like put scouts in different cities and 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 you know just to scout certain areas and when like it's it's how they ended up finding players in in remote areas but it might not work as well now because more Liga MX teams sort of like you know started doing that maybe not exactly like that but just you know extending their grasp where before you kind of had to travel like and, and I'm going way 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 back uh, so if you played in a small town and outside of the big soccer cities uh, you had to travel to one of those bigger cities to try to be seen you know to try out at teams that could uh, or you would get seen by the bigger teams as well uh, I don't think that's so much, it's not to that point anymore. Mm. But still, I mean, not just the scouting, but also like training methods and, and whatnot. Yeah. We'll see what what the future holds for, for him and for Michel Leano. But want to thank everyone for the ongoing support and a special uh, appreciation to the Liga Meki subreddit, those guys are always uh very uh political with their <laughs> with their takes. But uh yeah. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good night.